Hey, this is Rambling On, a podcast about great books, culture, and other exciting stuff. I'm Josh Starkey. Mm-hmm. And you are? I am Austin Fry. So that's and, who uh, I am. We are the co proprietors. Wow. <laughs> of this iteration of, of said podcast. <laughs> yeah. Like and uh, so here we are. Here we here are again. Um, warbling on a Wednesday. Wednesday warbles. So, yeah. So I had some ideas for us today. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, number one. They're good ideas. I do have good ideas. Uh, number one, uh, that sweater looks really good on you. So just Thank you. I noticed that when you walked in. Um, I appreciate that. Number two, uh, I was doing my, my daily usuals um, and came across... So right now the big thing is uh, social justice, um, racial issues. Like that's the big thing right now. Not that we're going to talk about that, but uh, I try to be involved in that conversation as a fly on the wall just to see what's going on. And I came across a series of tweets that were not necessarily from someone that I might share a lot of standpoints or uh, viewpoints with, but was a very interesting, like, kind of hit me in the face, and then I had to analyze whether I deserved the punch. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. You know when you get those moments where something hits you and you're like, oh, I don't like that. But I, but I probably should like it, you know? You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah. So, Like, does that expose something exactly. that I need to yeah. think about? So uh, here's the idea, yeah. right? This guy is talking. He's more of a prominent voice in this realm on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But he is doing a study on this guy that we all know as George, George Whitfield, um, spelled Whitefield. Mm-hmm. And, Pronounced uh, Whitfield. Huh? Pronounced Whitfield. Yes. George Whitfield. So. Yeah. Uh, one of the, if not the greatest evangelists of the, what was it, 17th, 18th century in mm-hmm. America. Um, like, so powerful of a speaker that the likes of Ben Franklin would go and listen to him just to hear him orate. Yep. So, yep. what I want to flush out is some of the things that were said about him and some of the things we might not know, which were uh, kind of along these lines. And I want to um, use some more specific words to make sure that we uh, hit it the right way. So here's the idea, right? Um, Words used about George Whitefield. Hypocritical preacher, bowed the knee to culture, owned human beings, justified owning human beings and abusing them, with uh, the Bible. He used his preaching to influence, his preaching celebrity influenced Georgia to continue the slave trade. He also defended beating slaves using a twisted conception of divine providence that saw such brutality as a form of divine chastisement that was God-ordained and good for their soul. So here's the thing, right? Those are pretty powerful words, but if that's true, that's true. Right? Like, um, that's the kind of thing that we have to just be honest with ourselves about. And so what I want to do is I want to flesh out, okay, how do we respond to that? Because that's probably not the only guy who's had his, you know, um, knee height in the sins of culture. And so what I want to talk about is, first of all, is this just a cultural sin? I want to talk about what do we do when guys like this are really involved in that um, realm of sin? Okay. And then, you know, 
all the implications of those questions. So what were your initial thoughts when you heard that? Because uh, I sent it to you on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've heard those things, and I'm not – Whitfield's one of the um, – whatever you want to call it, heroes of the faith Yeah. that I'm not as up on. Sure, totally. Um, so there's a little bit of that, you know, we speak of – Mm-hmm. Things we know not, Ooh. you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so I, a couple things. I, I do. You know, so many people we do trust mm-hmm. that I trust that I yep. look up to, look up to Whitfield. Yeah. And have lauded him. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, praised him for his, his ministry. He's quoted. Um, wonderful quotes, you know, we quote, sure, quote him totally. like we quote Spurgeon and other, mm-hmm. other, um, great preachers and things. And, and, uh, and there is, there is evidence for, for the effectiveness of his ministry, mm-hmm. uh, of course. And so, you know, to my first, my first inclination is to be a little bit defensive because, sure. yeah. and, and part of that I do recognize is like my own, um, People I love love Whitfield, yeah, yeah, exactly. and so, yeah. but I I haven't really I don't know Whitfield well mm-hmm. enough, so I'm a little bit like, oh, should I be doing that? Right. And then uh, also some of those things I just haven't heard to that degree. Yeah, yeah. About uh, yeah. him, that like that extreme. Right. Those accusations were a lot more extreme. I have heard. Look, he did own slaves and made arguments in favor of slavery. Yeah. Um. At a time when that was a dividing issue, mm-hmm. when other people were obviously um, anti-slavery, like it wasn't yes. like this thing where America or Christianity was so far into the dark that nobody really knew right and wrong. Yeah, like and everybody were, owned slaves, and yeah, yeah. So it, you had, and you had, we would say maybe godly people mm-hmm. on both sides of the issue potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and does that, does that issue invalidate the rest of that person? Depending yeah, on or their you know, ministry. That's the question you're asking too. Yeah. So, um, some of that, I, I it seemed ex- extreme compared to what I've heard, but then again, like here's a guy who's doing research yeah. on him. Is he writing a book? Uh, this I don't know. This particular guy? I don't know. I thought, I thought that may have been part of it. I know he's doing like actual, re- like it's not just for fun. Like there was something he's, yeah. something he's doing. He's writing a dissertation or he's doing some, some kind yeah, of research yeah, project yeah. or a blog series or something yeah. or a Twitter thread. I don't know. <laughs> Combination of those things. Yeah. So he's, he's doing this research and digging into it. Yeah. So I go, okay, like, I mean, maybe this guy's, right. this guy's unearthing some things well, and, and that have been forgotten or have been glossed. Yeah. So. And there is part of this where um, all of history is... Uh, biased so -hmm. like even this true stuff Mm -hmm. is going to depending on who you're talking about is going to sound really severe and monstrous versus people who maybe are on more on our side or are in our camp i guess i like that better than our side Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. who would say who would try to maybe like gray some of this out they wouldn't say like no, that's not true, but they would say okay, let's tone it down a little bit. Right. But w- what we want to do is right. We don't want to just be neutral for no reason, but we also want to say, okay, yeah, it's true. Um, okay, now what do we do with that? Yeah. Rather than write the guy off completely, which he might deserve that. 
you know, like if we knew him at that time Mm -hmm. and we knew what was going on, like, you know, my, my question would be like, if John Newton came up to him, like, what would his opinion of, you know, like they're in the same, they're contemporaries, right? Like they're pretty close together. Yeah. yeah. Like what would his opinion of George Whitefield be? Mm -hmm. Like, Hey, we've got this guy who's just lighting up the revival scene in America. Yeah. People are getting saved. He's got the zeal for the lost, for the Lord. He also does really terrible things, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's that's my that's my question too, and this 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 is worth talking about. And if the yeah. research reveals it, let's let's read about that. Let's look yeah. at it. Mm-hmm. Where if he, aside from owning slaves, mm-hmm. if he really was genuinely abusive, right? Yeah. Um, where we, you know, you say slavery in and of itself inherently is an abusive yeah thing. Well, especially when we're talking about the context of American slavery yes, um, of yeah, that yeah. time period. Like, we're not talking about right. people who willingly gave themselves over or, you know. Right. Uh, even, like, some of the slavery of the Old Testament where there, you've got conquering nations taking slaves. Like, even yeah. in that case, there's, like, this weird way to say, like, they knew the rules of the game. Mm-hmm. Like, you go out, you fight a war. Now, there's also the people who just said, we're going to conquer you and you're going to be our slaves. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's that. But there's, like, even different shades of, like terribleness <laughs> so yeah. like with this it's like yeah. literally these people were treated as property and and because they were just treated like property they were um just objects that a person used to further their lifestyle their yeah. economy whatever it was so yeah um yeah yeah i mean i i i think we need to stay open to having things like you said, I mean, having having something mm-hmm. hit you in a way that you don't like, but mm-hmm. you, you're open to the mm-hmm. dialogue because yeah. if somebody that you have just accepted is worthy of right. reverence and praise and whatever, and then somebody reveals this dark side to this person, we need to be open to considering that. You know, yeah. we see that in the news now of all this concealed yeah. sexual abuse and stuff mm-hmm. in Hollywood by people that we, you know, we didn't know sure. that was going on, yeah. but now it's all coming to light. And even now we're asking the questions, who else? Yeah, you know? and more will be revealed, yeah. and um, things in the dark will be brought into the light. So I, I think it's another one of those things. We we look at those, and as those things come come out, you know, um, we yeah. we it's a cause for repentance for the rest of us. Yeah, so along those lines, that, that reminded me. I think that's yeah. good. Uh, let's do this, because yeah. people love lists. They love points. Yeah, practicals. So you just said it causes us repentance. So let's let's make a list of all the things that we can learn from this. Like we we just found this okay. out about George Whitfield. Now let's, let's turn this into a uh, a pod blog. Okay. A blogcast. <laughs> right now. Let's in do the it. recording. Yeah. Okay. Let's see if we can come up with it. <laughs> You're like, are you serious? Like, goodness. Yeah. I struggle so, with these things. I know it's good, but you just said one. So like number one, right? Number one, we just learned this. What is what are the next steps? Like, how do we then? Yeah learn from this? How do we apply this to our lives? What's going to be the takeaway? So first of all, yeah, you, you hear something like that and you just, we're so quick to point out this, the speck, Okay. which I mean, slavery is not really a speck. It's a big, (laughs) can we say it's a speck, but then (laughs) the beam, we all got beams in our eyes. So, but I think we're so quick to jump on it and go, Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. This guy, you know, what a wicked person. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the atrocity, this is atrocious. Yeah. This person, you know, yeah. um, when we really, I mean, yes, 
the, those things come into light or you learn that about somebody, whatever their sins were, right. are grievous, were grievous, and they, they're answering to God for that, have yeah. answered to God for that. Um, but then we, you know, you always use it as cause for introspection. I think that's something we don't do enough. We, you know. So number one. You hear it and you look inward. and You look inward. So number one, introspect. Take stock of your own heart and your own life and your own. Yeah. You're in, in your cult, the culture, cult, sins mm-hmm. of culture, cultural yeah. sins. Um, which maybe is a discussion for now or not, but you, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. that, that thing, that type of thing, yeah. you go, okay, here's a guy who many have said was godly. Yeah. In, integrous. Yeah. But lived at a time, we would say he lived at a time when yeah. it wasn't as simple as we're making it right now. Sure. Okay. Potentially. Potentially. Yeah. On some level. <laughs> it, 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 it is simple. Slavery. When was that ever right. a gray area well, to and own like, another human being to, I think to do that? The simple thing is that, right? Like you're owning somebody. To view other people yeah. in such a way that you would get to that place. But um, at the same time, you go here, you know, I can't step back into that culture mm-hmm. and take everything into account. Okay. What what parts of Whitfield were, were a he was responsible. They're individual things, but also were maybe mm-hmm. cultural sins too. Yeah. Okay. That. Yeah. So what, what was what was a culture? What what you yeah. know? Not that he wasn't responsible for <laughs> yeah. those things individually, but you know what were the widespread issues of the day? I think we, when we take stock, we also go, let's shed light on our own culture. What things yeah. am I blind to? Yes. That. Yeah. So there's like an in, a self introspection. There's also a mm-hmm. cultural introspection where we yep. use things like that to yep. say, okay. That's self-reflective too. Yeah. But, but it's like more like on a broad scale. Yeah. Like what are the things we need to be aware of as church culture? Yeah. So number one, self-introspection. Yeah. Like here's a guy who is doing what we would say is God's work, kingdom mm-hmm. work, mm-hmm. but also doing egregious things. Okay. So what things am I doing? Or maybe like, am I open to the idea of being confronted with something that really is egregious? Because yes. I'm not past yes, that. Yes, yes. Number two, cultural introspection, where you look at the culture and say, what are those things that are kind of shrouding America? Because like off the top of my head, one of the things that's kind of like clouding American church is the American dream. Mm -hmm. This idea of the comfy, Mm -hmm. wealthy Christian Mm -hmm. who is allowed to have the kingdom of the world with the kingdom of heaven. Now, I live in it. You live in it. Mm -hmm. You know. Someone who maybe from uh, a different culture would look at us and say, "Are you kidding me? Like, how can you hold those things in both hands?" Yeah. So there's a cultural introspection. Well, so I have one too. Here's ready. This is part of the list. Yeah. Okay. Number three, trace. Yes. Uh, um. So uh, recognition that it's not George Whitfield's work; it's God's work that was done. Okay. So I think we can. I think yeah. there's a huge insight in the fact that. There are, uh, especially like Old Testament, right? We look at books like uh, Samuel, Kings, Chronicles, Judges, where there are people who are pretty terrible people who are still, number one, filled with the Spirit of the Lord and are doing great things in God's name for God's kingdom. Yeah. So without those filters, this would be a lot harder to deal with where we would say, how can a person have such an extensive ministry and an everlasting ministry and also be filled with the Spirit? Yeah. How can they, they be in, engaged in this huge sinful area yeah. but also be so zealous for God, so zealous to see people saved, to see God's kingdom built up? Yeah. So how do we do that? Without 
those Old Testament stories, we say it's not possible. But here we say, okay, that just means we're gonna miss our, we miss the highlight, right? The highlight is God's doing these things through anybody. Yeah. God can make anything happen. He can accomplish anything through any person. That's great. And that you you, you apply that to to like you know my wife grew up mm-hmm. in a church under a preacher. Yeah. His leadership of the church and his preaching and yeah. so many people grew and then it came out later that he had the big moral failure that yeah. had been going on for a while and mm-hmm. that and um that was the question how could how are we growing under yeah. his teaching and was any of that stuff we learned right biblical right or was it all skewed and tainted by that yeah and and I would say like no I mean if it yeah there was some lasting fruit still Dude. and yeah. that's cause for trembling yeah that. I get in my own way so badly and God will still say, no, I'm still going <laughs> yeah, to yeah. use you. Yeah. I mean, that's David too. Yeah, I mean, that's how do you true. call David a man after God's own heart? Right. Yeah. Even, you know, and still in yeah. light of all of the things, the terrible things he did and murder and adultery and all of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And God says, no, I'm even in spite of that. Yeah. And that's, God gets the credit for that. Um, that doesn't absolve anybody from their yeah totally well and that's the sins. idea right like that's that's the great part yeah is that God gets the credit and that's and I think and that's how gracious God is to do that yeah um, and I've heard it say like God can still use a crooked stick to draw a straight line I've never heard that that's you great. never heard that one no as as cliche as that <laughs> yeah. can sound I yeah. mean I think that's, that's true right. yeah. though and 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 if we wait. If we wait for people to be, or expect yeah. people to be perfect before they can minister, yeah. We, with fear and trembling, we work out our own salvation and mm-hmm. repent of things that we need to repent of. Yeah. But God is going to use imperfect people on whatever level. Yeah, I mean, regardless, like yeah. there is nobody who hasn't had some bent. Yeah. You know, like God is always using; He only uses crooked sticks. Like yeah. that's just that's the only option. Yeah. And the point is, right, not that we look at ourselves and say, how can I be less crooked? It's yeah. God gets glory no matter what. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, totally. And it's not, and once again, it's not excusing any of that sin. <laughs> yeah. But that's just sure. how gracious God is. And he, he's in the business of using yeah. imperfect people. Right. Because that's, that's the idea, right? Like yeah. that's, number yeah. one, that's just how it goes. And number two, that's how God gets his glory. Yeah. Not that that's it, but exclusively, but that's it, right? Like God empowers, enables, and so therefore we have no right to claim any of that glory. Now, so along those lines, so number four, I'd say recognize God's work regardless. Number four, um, recognize our like willingness to celebrate people over God. Like this is so shocking Mm, to us because we look at George Whitfield like he's the one who did all of this. Right? Like we look at George Whitfield and we're like shocked and we're surprised and we're angry. And like yeah. okay, yes, we need to be like sobered by this. Yeah. But also like not so bad that we're willing to defend a man who did this. Yeah. You know, like, okay, defend the fact that God's work was done regardless. But don't be so quick to defend a person who did terrible things just because right. they also did great things. That's just worship man to some to some degree. Yes. Like so willing to say, I'm going to fight for this person's honor when it's like, why? Right. (laughs) You know, like. Right. And it is hard to hear and to see somebody that you just love. Yeah, sure. And revere, look up to, whatever, fail. Or to have something revealed about somebody. But um, 
that's again you can't you can't have that right mindset unless right. you view it as God's work. Mm-hmm. So you do your point number three. You got you got to have that. Yeah. To to do point number four and go. You know, it's never man's work. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And so, that's again Second Corinthians. That's we're vessels. We're clay. Yeah. Even the most eloquent. Yeah, exactly. Preacher with the biggest, most effective ministry is just a clay vessel that right. a vessel for the gospel. So Yeah. You're right. Yeah. And in, in our culture especially then the celebrity Yeah. You know, the flashy person that's mm-hmm. the person I have this bent yeah. to follow and you, we just can't. Yeah, yeah. We you gotta can't. fight against that, man. We are all yeah. Yeah. Um, that's good stuff. And maybe that's maybe that's the one of the downsides of the celebrity culture too, is totally. like the clay vessels don't look like clay vessels yeah yeah really. they're sheened up they're yeah. painted right yeah glossed yeah yeah so they crack and we're yeah yeah <laughs> astounded we're flabbergasted yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah all right so number one self-introspection mm-hmm. two cultural introspection three recognize that it's all god's work four stop worshiping men <laughs> we'll just yeah. call it that and then great what do you think what do you think number five would be is there a number five should there be a fifth there's five solas. Hmm. There's five doctrines of grace. You're putting our list on the level of... No, no, I'm just saying, after the Maybe pattern... that's how they came up with the solas? They were like, hey... <laughs> we need five things we now. five points. <laughs> how are we going to do this whole Reformation thing? Let's start with Let's five, dash off a list. five points. <laughs> um, I don't know. Five? Yeah. Um, I don't know. There are probably a lot of things we could yeah. come up with. <clears throat> I was thinking all of this, too. Be slow, swift to hear, slow to speak. Okay, yeah. On things. There we go. Um, in, a, in our culture, it's the it's the culture of the hot take. Dude, yeah. The tweet. <laughs> I got to fire it off right now. Yeah, baby. And I just read this morning, Jonathan Lehman, shout out to Jay Nine Lee? Marks and Jay Lee. Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, our boy Jay Lee. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> He'll get tagged in the tweet for sure. Uh, but he, he said... It, so often when I when I'm ready to when I'm writing a blog post on anything that's even a little bit controversial or even a tweet, yeah, I send it out mm-hmm. to several people that oh yeah, yeah. can review it, yeah. people that have would have an effective perspective yes on that. Um, he, and he goes with blog posts and with tweets, and he goes, why would I not? Right? Why would I not do that? I'm I'm using my words. I'm yeah speaking. Well, dude, that like um, I want to be careful. I want to be yeah. fair, and so I think on on these types of things, like we should avoid the Twitter rant. Yeah, maybe. Right. And um, yeah, especially if we're gonna do a character takedown. Sure, totally. You know, we, we it should be. And like part of that too is well researched. Not that this guy's not, but it, I think we should be. Yeah. Always careful when any of us. Well, because at some level, like. Down. That that leans into like gossip or slander. Yeah. Anytime you are talking about a person, there's always the risk of slander. Yeah. Like immediately, as soon as you bring up another person's name, it's like, yeah. okay, which way am I going to go with this? Mm-hmm. And so you have to be really careful. Um, is this going to build up or is it going to? Yeah. Or like you know, because even there's even know. a way to sanitize building up by saying, well, no, it didn't build up them, but it built up other people. You know. Yeah. So there's even or that constructive like, criticism yeah. or whatever. And then you ask the question. There's like just so. There's a Pandora's box of, of questions you have to ask, because then you're like, okay, wait, yeah. sure this is slander, but I'm revealing sin in order to help this. Like it's like there's this back and forth, and eventually you're just like, man, there's just so much 
nuance to whether it's even worth talking about this. And if it is, I better be ready to lean into whatever it's going to come. That's you know? it. So that's it. I, I don't want to start rumors. Yeah. But if it's really something that needs to be said, I want to be able to back it up. Yeah, totally. And stake that position mm-hmm. out. And so, yeah, it's the classic cliche of, are you ready to die on that hill? Yep. And like, if you yeah, are yeah. good, do it. Like, yeah. Then let's die on that hill, man. Let's lean in and die. Yeah. Die on it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Well, um, we got a few minutes. We got three minutes. Let's do it. Three minutes. You want to talk end game? Yeah, let's just do three minutes. There's th- it's a three hour movie, one <laughs> minute per hour of movie. She <laughs> was. Right, uh, this will help us avoid spoilers too. That's true. We got to narrow it down. Or we, you, yeah, okay, go ahead. What did you think of Endgame? Dude, okay, so I said this, uh, and I, I want to make sure I say it the right way again. Okay. Um, because I really liked what I said. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was really eloquent. Yeah, it was super good. It was just luxe. Um, okay. I thought I had like almost no expectation other than the fact that there was going to be a resolution. I knew they were going to resolve something. So I thought the movie, I didn't know what I wanted from the movie until I saw that movie and figured that that's exactly what I wanted. Yeah. They did such a good job of providing me with exactly what I wanted without me even knowing what I wanted. Yep. So that's my big, that's my biggest takeaway. Yeah. What's your biggest takeaway? Like, what was it like? That's really good. Um, you can't. That's mine. No, I want. I want to see it. But <laughs> you said it earlier, and I thought that me too. <laughs> uh, I said before we haven't posted this episode. We'll see if we do. Um, but in relation to Marvel, I said before, and we, in conversation too with us, mm-hmm. like I want to fight to to trust the storyteller. Yeah, yeah. And Endgame proved yes that that is worth doing yes you fight to trust the storyteller and yeah. where they want to take you yes and uh i think they they took us some difficult places with this story yeah. and this is going back like through infinity war and Dude, into this yes. movie like it's it's deep and it's tough and mm-hmm. it's there are sad things and they're yeah. you know and it kind of guts you yeah but man trust if trust the good storyteller dude yeah and and end game delivered they yeah, I and agree. Russo's and all, all the actors, I Dude. mean, they delivered. Yeah, I agree with that. Man, I I can't wait until, uh, what is it, like a week goes by and we can actually talk through all of Endgame. Yeah. Because I think yeah, yeah. that gives us such a good launching pad of like, okay, now let's talk about trusting them from beginning to end and seeing like, oh man, okay. Yes. Now what? We'll have to do, we'll do, we'll do some more. So. On that, it, it, it was... It was awesome. Yeah. Like, unbelievable. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, I have a bet with one of our college students, I already told you this, that it would break the box office record. So, um, yeah. so far, I'm looking pretty good. Yeah. So. It's well on. Here's uh, the tough thing, though, and this is my, this is the hot take of box office records. It's going to be hard to beat Avatar because, and and this is not my personal opinion, but more of a professional opinion as a box okay. office critic, which I am on the side. Nobody knows about it. Um, now we do. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, Endgame, unless you're a fan of Marvel, unless you're a fan of, and you've been there, Endgame is not necessarily a watch 10 times before it leaves theaters movie. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, okay. Avatar, Endgame was groundbreaking. It was revolutionary for its own reasons. Avatar was groundbreaking revolutionary in the fact that you could watch Avatar five times and enjoy it almost each time because it's just, it's so new. It's all like, yeah. what is this? You know, it's like, and, but with Endgame, it's resolved. They took the story to its end and they put the period yeah. down and it's like, this was what, 
We were, you, were, you were like waiting 22 movies for this. Yeah. And so it's going to be hard for them to get those repeat viewer, viewers, I think, outside of the Marvel fanatics that are like, I just need to see this again and yeah, analyze yeah. it, you know. It's such a continuation of the story. Yes. It's like, it's a sequel. Yeah, totally. And, and so, yeah. Especially this one with all of yeah. the, all of the... Oh. <laughs> all the all the references to other yes. films, I'll say. Right. So it's just so vague and good. Yeah. <laughs> if you've seen it, you'll know what you know what we're talking about. But yeah. Um, so. I did think that, like, man, if if you're coming in, this is your first go at the Avengers. Yeah. Like, man, like, there's a lot you okay. can appreciate. Let me, but let me you, say you that too. Be... Let me address that because that that's that was so good. Okay. <laughs> I have heard a lot of things about how people are upset because this movie was for Marvel fans. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, of course it was. It's yes. like 22 movies later, and Absolutely. you're going to try to jump into this thing and enjoy it and appreciate it? Yeah. Get out of here. It's not a fair criticism. Yeah. No, you know what? Whoever said that, <laughs> don't even, like, I hope we'll, you're we'll not. We'll find like, out who you are. We'll tag yeah, you. And... Yeah, we'll find you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. Um, That's good. Okay. we got to wrap it up. We'll, yeah. we'll revisit that. We've rambled into. Um, we have a staff meeting to get to. staff meeting time, so. So hey, thanks, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us on this warble. This has been, <laughs> it's been great. Keep rambling. I catch you. Keep rambling. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Rambling On, a podcast about great books and other exciting stuff. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and see you next time. Mm-hmm.